Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the Matt Townsend Show. I'm your host, Dr. Matt Townsend, your relationship coach, your guide on the side. Still working a little lung infection. The Jessica, what's your last name now? Walking horse. What's it? Littlefield. I don't worry, walking horse. The Jessica Littlefield passed around this cute little studio. Merritt, it was hit differently. Merritt just, she didn't get <laughs> it in the lungs. I don't think I've been hit. Or in the side, you I have. Don't, I don't, no, because no. this has been going on for longer than that. This is just Ooh. like the interminable winter cold okay. that lasts ages. Yeah. Well, you should get on it because I'm almost better and it's not going to be here my whole life. So, Merit. She can only infect <laughs> Jump on you the train. for a few more days. <laughs> so hurry, get your infection out. But, um, so I've been out. You were. Out. Totally out. And uh, I'm still not in. Not completely. Not. I slept all the way here. Well, that's a feat. Which is crazy. That's Let's like 40 miles. Hope that you Congratulations. Took the I mean, no big deal. not many people can do that. What'd you guys do when I was gone? Because I wasn't, um, I wasn't here. So, <laughs> do, you, do you know what I did? I frantically loaded things into our automated radio program okay. so that we would have something air. Okay, so you so loaded another show, another show to listen to. because yes. I was out. Were we were supposed out. to come in? Yeah, Mike, what did you do? You were supposed to date 200 women. Oh, man. Did you, you even get to that? You know what? Oh, Don just walked in and I said 200 women he was supposed to date. That kind of freaked Don out. Said, yeah. What? Don, how are you? Hey, I'm good. We, I'm fine. Uh, have you noticed I've been sick? I just wanted everybody to know that I attended oh, Matt Townsend's. Yes. Were you there? Fest. I was there. Wasn't that fun? It was a lot of fun. But here's what I wanted to say. Matt, you're talking about passing around this. This infection. This infection that at radio stations never dies because it goes just from microphone right, to microphone. Right, total. I was just telling some people that yeah. earlier. Uh, Matt was deathly ill. In fact, they, they brought him in on a hospital gurney. I think it was a toilet, actually. Oh, that's true. It, it was, was a toilet. Similar. It was, it was some piece of hospital. I had to sit equipment. on it once just to relax. But he was a trooper. I just want you guys you, to know. I know. That he was, you know. You know what? That was drugs. Death. I was drugged up. Oh, is that what it was? Oh. But it was my best performance ever. Yeah. Because I didn't care. Yeah. My head wasn't even with me. <laughs> I didn't know you were there. You never came down and saw me. No, I didn't. You, you were throbbing. Yeah, I was throbbing. Throbbing. Thronged by the uh, fans. But Well, I appreciate no, that. It was a lot of fun. Thanks uh, for it, going. Uh, just a little side plug. If you ever get a chance to go to one of these things that Matt does. They're the bomb. Uh, they are the bomb. You'll get you'll get a sickness. Yeah, you will. I, I actually <laughs> held it together till about the last few minutes. Then I was losing it, my yeah. voice. You started speaking in tongues. And Did you notice that? <laughs> I didn't think anyone was picking up on it. No, it's a lot of fun. So you had fun. Wanted to, wanted to congratulate you. Thank for, you. That was way fun. Sure. Yeah, it was a good turnout. I was wondering where all you were. You none of you showed up. Well, it was kind of a married thing. Let's see. Um, yeah. Jess was the only one married. That's true. Yeah. And Jess, did you not show up? You weren't there. No, I was there. I just I was with Don, and we didn't oh, really? have time. What after, was your favorite so part? The and toilet. My wife and yeah, <laughs> Don, and yeah. What was your favorite part, Jess? The toilet part. That was everybody. What was part? Just like what? What, what was it? Because I used so the toilet. Two I don't or three know what times. that like, was. What? What yeah, was that? Um, I just yeah. liked when you were just that. holding it. You know, you were stroking it and talking about you relationships. Mean, oh, you mean what was happening? Did you have a toilet on stage, yeah. or what was going on? There was a toilet on stage. It wasn't functional. But the whole thing was about finding the magic in marriage. Exactly. What does that that have to do with the toilet? Well, when you're married, there's this magical thing that a husband can do that creates incredible, intense love and affection. And it's when you put a toilet seat down. It's magical. Did you go home and do it, Don? I have done that for many years. Have you? So you found the magic years ago. 
That's uh, one of my secrets. I'm glad you told a, a few more yeah. people about it. Yeah. Now everybody knows Don's trick, the toilet lid seat down trick. Well, that was fun. I wish you had been there and you'd be as smart as Don. Don, and what did you learn? What was your favorite key learning? Key oh, learning. Where, where do I begin? I mean, you know, some of the cool things, and you talk about this on the radio. And so, what's a cool thing is that our radio listeners actually get to hear a lot of these nuggets of wisdom that you pass out yes. every day. But um, the personal responsibility, yeah. the, the fact that you can't just you know you wait for somebody else to complete you. That uh, you know, it's complete uh, yourself, you yeah. lazy bum. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was rude. Anyway. No, but I appreciate it. Was it was a fun night. It was a fun night, and I, I appreciate you being there. You're, again, I guess my only true friend. <laughs> and Jess, who can only I'm remember. I'm the only one that hasn't caught this sickness yet, so I think I'm going to be uh, heading out of here. You might want to leave. I'll bring you this little wind thing here, this little pop feature, so you can wash it out. Uh, Mike, you were supposed to take one of the ladies from the internet. Yeah, I was supposed to. What happened? Do you you remember our show? 220 people just chomping at the bit to go out on a date with you. Yeah, there is a lot. We've gotten a ton of response. You had a free date set up. Yeah, we've we've started to go through it. But do you remember what we talked about the day before Valentine's Day? No. That's a bad first date day. You don't want to do that on Valentine's oh, Day. Oh, so you were okay. You were holding back, right? Because yeah. you didn't want to have the first date be a marriage seminar, exactly, on Valentine's Day. Right. That just doesn't that just sound... sets you up to fail. I mean, that's not very romantic. But there was a toilet. Did you not hear? Don loved it. I'm sure it would have been great. It's just not my style. Okay. So now, what's the plan? Now you're still gonna you're sifting through these these wonderful. Women who and mothers and aunts and everybody who in, who has given what do we call it when they put your your name in the kitty? I don't understand what we call this person. I don't Contestants? They're not contesting. Nominees. Nominees. Okay, it's a great word. So you have two hundred and twenty nominees. You're sorting through them based on certain criteria right now. Basically, age. Is the main one. So you want somebody within, you know, plus or minus seven years? What, what's about, your number? Yeah, that's about right. Okay, seven years younger than you would be, no, you know. Creepy. Yeah, no. We go, like, we're, we're kind of collaborating as, as a, a studio yeah. here. And we're doing about three years younger and about yeah. six years older. There you go. About. That's great, because there were a lot of ladies, older ladies. Yeah, there was, a, there was quite a few. Which, shame on you, ladies. They were there were like some really older ones. Yeah, there was. A, I was so surprised. I'm 23, by the way. Yeah, and uh, I I don't know how I feel about dating a 47 year old. Hey, that's hey, uh, we're all people. Yeah, we are. I just the just maturity difference is just too much. You'll for be me fine. Then, yeah. they don't. They won't even look at your immaturity. That's what I'm worried about. They won't, that's a Ronald Reagan quote right there. Because <laughs> everyone used to make fun of him because he was so old, and somebody made a comment about to Mr. Reagan about his age. And he says, I will never hold your youth against you and your inexperience. <laughs> boom, boom. Uh, okay, so you're going to bring us, why don't tomorrow you, you, you narrow your list down and then let's have you start talking to some of them. Sounds great. Because then tomorrow we're doing a show on the, the wonders of the web and technology and the ability to reach people so tomorrow would be a great day to probably share and show how you're reaching out and touching someone via the web. Great idea. We'll, we'll uh, prepare for that. So tune in tomorrow. That's why I'm here. That's why I'm here. Now, today's show, a few things. Olympic update real fast. 
Olympic update. I have been I'm ready for it. I've been medicated, so I've slept so in and have. out all yeah. weekend. Well, it was a good weekend. I hear Definitely we're still kind of not winning a lot of medals. But the um, USA no, beat Russia are, in hockey. No, that was the that huge. Was that was huge. the biggest that thing was ever. Huge, huge big game. Now that I heard a lot about. It, it was pretty crazy. But they're still mad. Like they just um, put up no. a sign in, in the embassy somewhere in Russia, in the, right across the street from the U.S. embassy, saying we're a bunch of cheaters, and they're blaming well, the official that was the American official for ne- ooh, negating a pretty. goal. You know, hockey seems to friends? be just this amalgamation of fights. Yeah, to me. I think like, you need oh, a come fight. Come on, fights it's a lot more than that. Fights off skates. You gotta come watch me play. It's a lot. It's, it's okay. Highly see, maybe maybe I just need to be taught to understand hockey because that's yeah. one that's one thing I don't understand. Yeah. Well, about. don't you remember? Well, Mike even brought it up. He once checked a, a poor woman right into the side, right into the wall. Checked her. Boom. No, I, I did not. He, I he, almost did. Okay. He said I wanted to. But if he were the Olympics, <laughs> would he have done that? In the Olympics? The probably, yes. Against Russia? No. Yes. To win a gold, he would crack up <laughs> a Russian The thing woman. about this game was they've probably got the four best forwards in the entire league, in my opinion, the highest scorers. And, and so that was just amazing. And they've got $50 billion pretty much riding on this game. There was a lot of pressure. That was the biggest event yeah. ever. And I'm sorry, once again, Miracle on Ice, yeah. number yeah. two. Amazing game. Great to watch. See, that's a winner. That's cool. Yeah, that was cool. There was um, a Utah, Noel. Noel Pika's Pace, native she was of huge. this very state we are Silver. in. Silver. Yeah, in Skelton. She has a great story. She had retired um, yeah. and had had a kid, and yeah. she was really dedicated to being a mom and living out her life that way, but she felt like she had some unfinished business. Yeah. She felt like she could have done better, and it was just nagging at the back of her head. And so she told her husband that. He was super supportive. He even designed her Slay. I don't know what you really call it. Uh, the little thing. Her death trap. Yeah, that's <laughs> the most dangerous yeah. sport. When she, he designed it? He designed it. And it was this family effort. And they got I silver. Mean, and they got to take their little girl to Russia. And it was a wonderful thing. You should read about it. It I, was pretty great. I think she's. we're going to get her on the show some way. I don't know how we're going to do it. We're going to do it. Because she's yeah. from Utah. We're going to get her. But here's the interesting thing. Don't you think, because I've called my wife in the middle of a really bad day, where she would easily go head first 90 miles an hour down a hill (laughs) in a second she would do that yeah but so maybe there's like some motivation maybe she needed a break let me go down the hill 90 miles an hour head first everything for her was drawn back to motherhood though no it was being an example to her daughter showing how cool cool things she could do noelle pike that was cool prince um yeah cool Pace. Pace. pace she's a she's Total winner. Uh, give me some more winners. Um, there was winners. There were a few disappointments. Um, that What's the deal clouded. with the skaters? That's your favorite thing. The skaters. Speed skaters. Speed I think. skaters. You know, I haven't seen much. They haven't been showing a lot. Shawnee Davis kind of dropped out. Yeah. J.R. Selsky, who was our American favorite for short track, yeah. he got injured mm. um, in the They're saying it's the first close. rounds. And it was kind of sad. I was really sad. This isn't like other years with Paulo Anton Ono yeah. totally beating everything up. Yeah. It's there is not really an American representative in the speed skating world right now. It's disappointing. So it is a little sad, but the new crop will show up next yeah. time, right? You know? Yeah. There's always another Olympics um, in four years. Lindsay Jacob Ellis was so close with the what snowboard cross. Okay. Oh, I love and that. That was. It's one that of the most cool. exciting things to watch. That yes. is a, that's the so best cool. sport next to hockey. But unfortunately, loved. she was doing so well, but she did. She was right there. She was right there, so close, but wiped out. Can you right imagine how, and night. she had wiped out last time. 
Four years ago. Yeah, I know. Same so thing. I can't imagine how she felt. Our condolences to her, but Ugh. good fight. It was an awesome thing to watch. Yeah. And she, when she was out there in front, she was very much out there in front. It was That's great. So cool. um, an American did get fourth on that event, though. So yeah, I saw it. Yeah, it was not, cool. not bad. Um, Bodie Miller got bronze on downhill. Yeah. Fastest That's right. He, that he created the whole fiasco about NBC. and did. There was a reporter who was slightly insensitive, but you know what? If you read Bodie Miller's response to that, he was a complete gentleman. Was totally he? understood. What yeah, He Class said that he act. has talked to the reporter so many times he knew he, she didn't mean anything by That's it. And cool. so his response was great. No he harm. No foul. Yep. It's like a good hockey um, stick. But the big wins for the weekend were last night. Okay. Um, well, showed on primetime last night. And first of all, that was the two-man bobsled. Yes. And um, the American team got bronze, which is the first two-man bobsled medal uh, team Ever. USA has 60. gotten for 62 years. So that was quite a drought that was That's finished. Cool. It was exciting. He did that. it with an injury. How hard could that be to be the back guy? Uh, <laughs> the back guy. That, that doesn't look that hard. Isn't it like it just sitting you on just the back of a motorcycle? Yeah. You just run around. There's a lot of trust issues. I feel like it's more of like a mental game because yeah, you yeah. have to trust the guy not to, you yeah. know. It seemed like you, Kate but. Hansen was dominating a lot of the coverage, even though she got 10th. Our BYU student yeah. here in the Olympics for yeah. the That's Luge. true. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I, I think I could. I think I could you be the back could? seat driver guy. Okay. Because they just put their head down. And you just hang on. I think you just. You just <laughs> you just wrap your hands around. You have, like, we're gonna, I'm know, sure you got to push. Out. Pushing's hard. <laughs> yeah, on ice. But if I you knew I was going to the Olympics in four years, Could I'd start pushing. Could you hop in, though, oh, as sure. limberly? As, well, that's no. what I always think, because I trip over everything. Yeah. So every but time I watch them, they were little cleats, too, so you could, get, you yeah. could get really hurt. Yeah, it's true. My father-in-law, by the way, did that, and the G-force that you pull like just about broke his neck. It's a big deal. The big win, though, was in ice dancing... Charlie is, White and Meryl Davis got is that, gold. Is that like hockey? Ice dancing is basically ballroom dancing okay. on ice, whereas ice skating the is like there's like there's always like a six foot kind of. six guy yeah, and a cute little yeah. five footer. So they can do lifts and they throw you know, them all over lifts. the place. And um, yeah, so they got gold, and it no was way. quite That's a huge cool. event. Um, the two top teams were there was a Canadian team and um, the American team, which is Charlie White and Meryl Davis, and they have the same coach. And uh, so that provided some interesting rivalry. They, Canadians and Americans, yes, same coach. Yes, they have the same coach. Her name is Marina Zueva, and she is a Russian coach. And Weird. She, yeah, so Tessa Virtue and Scott Moyer, who were the Canadian team, yes. were against Charlie See? White and Meryl Davis. This is cool. And so it was this huge rivalry. It was really exciting. So the Russians and, win no matter what. Basically, yeah, <laughs> because their coach, you know, much glory. That? But um, the Russians got bronze. Um, the Canadians got silver and the Americans got gold. It was a super exciting night. That is cool. Um, coming out, they do the short dance, which is a more routine mm-hmm. where they look more strictly at your technique and certain yeah. steps. And then the free dance, which is all originally choreographed. That's like the A block. Kind of, yeah. The free but dance is the, the first the, the 20 minutes of our show. Yeah. We just free flow it. We just free flow it. No, There's really no, not a lot of definitely very choreographed, very Not yeah, a lot yeah, of quality. Um, but it was an absolutely amazing program. They... Uh, the Canadian team, which is Tessa Virtue and Scott Moyer, they um, got out there and they beat the all-time record for the highest score in ice dancing wow. with their thing. And it was just nuts. I mean, people Blew were going crazy. Out. And it was an amazing performance That's by amazing. them. And that it was cool. great. And they had beaten their personal best So everyone's best like, there well. you go. That's I know. never So done. then it was, can the Americans, yeah. you know, come out and beat it? And you know what? They did. They beat that record by no two way. more points. That's so a, it was absolutely crazy. That coach and they couldn't had stop to feel smiling. So good. It was 
wonderful to watch. That's cool. Some really hard work. They had known each other for 17 years, have been dancing together Don't for 17 years. Don't you think right then they should take the medal and just cut off like 10%, bend it <laughs> off, and then hand it to the coach? Really? You know, you don't really think don't about think? that. That coach must have done that so much. That should be symbolic. Yeah, we just cut great. the medal up and then give it <laughs> to part of the, the coach. Medal, though, you know? Well, but I mean, there's the Aesthetic symbolism purposes. of taking what, you know, and sharing. Yeah. And then you got to take probably another 30% and pay the government. That's, <laughs> that's not practical. No. This was a gift. Good idea. The Olympic good, yeah. good idea. I mean, I'm thinking symbolically. Symbolically. I mean, if well, I, you know. They definitely were grateful to her. You that is that. huge. So well that done. That was an exciting thing. Yeah. Americans, they're all right. They're doing okay. They're doing we're, okay. Canadians are, doing great. We're tied for the total medal count with Germany right now yeah. for 20 medals. Oh, I so. thought we were like in fourth sure. place. Well, we, we are, You're but I mean total up. medal count. <laughs> total medal count. Oh, yeah. total medals. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 We still count in totals. Yeah. I was just going with the golds. Well, we're just, you know, any way to get ahead, we'll count. That's great. Um, that's a great update. Hmm. Olympics. Well, <laughs> not, nothing to do with today's show, but we do have a great show coming up. Today's so, an awesome show. Today's an awesome show. I'm excited about it. And I, let me just tell you, being sick, I've appreciated my body more than ever. You know, and that's what it comes down to is yeah. that we spend so much time hating our bodies, and yet they're pretty darn amazing. Yeah, like even just so, like lungs. Yeah. Really, I, though? I mean, I thought we take lungs for, so for granted. Oh, definitely. But so, they're really important. Yeah. But we're, you know, we're going to defeat some of those body image. We're blowing up the body image issue yeah. right here today. Yeah. Boom. We're going to help you get out of that. Okay. When we come back, we're going to um, take it on. How to, uh, to, to reevaluate your body image and also maybe also more importantly even maybe is to take on the media's image of what they think your body should look like. We're going to be talking about all of that. Plus tell you the story of a superhero mother. That took on a, 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 a chain store, I guess we're calling them. I don't know. That was selling shirts that weren't quite appropriate. Super, super woman. We'll take a break. This is the Matt Townsend Show. We'll be right back. You're listening to us on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. Today, we are taking on body image issues, and uh, who better to uh, maybe be our poster child of this scenario, this issue going on? So many of us, you know, just don't think we look right. We don't look as good as all of the the uh, magazines tell us. We don't seem to fit uh, in the clothes that all of the popular stars are wearing. So a Utah County woman, a woman from um, a county here in in Utah, uh, basically went to a store, and the name of the store was called Pack Sun. Never heard of it, but again, I'm not hip. Went to the University Mall, and she went in there, and she saw that she she saw a display with scantily dressed models in provocative poses that she just didn't like. That why are they selling T-shirts? with these scantily clouded models dressed like that. These shirts, she said, clearly crossed a boundary that is continually being pushed on our children in images on the Internet, television, and when our families shop in the mall, she said she wasn't going to take it. She went in and complained to the manager. But the manager basically said, you know, corporate is going to have to do something about it, so I'll put in your complaint to corporate. 
and um, the promotion will have to stay up until Wednesday. So this woman, uh, Judy Cox is her name, said, okay, I'm not going to have that. And she went and bought every T-shirt in the store. Every T-shirt that was on display in, with the scantily clad women bought them all, $567 worth of shirts to get rid of them, basically. She wanted all the shirts, and that would force them to take the display down. And she did it. She even bought the shirts off the displays. Boom. Done. And she knew she has a 60-day return policy, so that'll give corporate uh, the corporation time to figure out what they're going to do, and she's going to take all the shirts back. Boom! She's not taking it. A, we're sending bad messages, but these messages eventually get internalized as to what we're supposed to look like, how we're supposed to dress. That's the topic today. Taking on body image, and our own Merit Meekham's been doing research I have been doing What do you research. learn in merit? So, um, first of all, body image is defined as the way someone perceives their body and assumes other people perceive them. And so that's the kind of an interesting thing is because your mind is way more powerful than your eyes. So yes, tell me. Your mind can manipulate the way that you perceive your body. Yeah. And um, having, so all the, you, no matter what, your mind, yeah. whether it's real or not, you're going to see or feel what you see or feel. Exactly. And so the other interesting thing is that body image and self-esteem are almost inextricably linked. Yeah. They, you cannot have one without the other. Um, some, and to just get you an idea of how big of a problem this is, approximately 91% of women are unhappy with their bodies. And those 90, 91%. 91%. That only leaves 9% left over. That are like happy with their bodies. Yes. Or maybe even okay with their bodies. Wow. Um, those women resort to dieting, which more and more research shows that dieting isn't really the best way it's to go. Not it's the way more, to do it. you know, a lifestyle change, yes. Maybe making healthy food choices, yes. But constricting yourself of eating usually has some bad results. Yeah, totally. 58% of college-aged girls feel a pressure to be a certain weight, which is an interesting thing that would weight. That's because, BMI's fault. Yeah, because BMI, you know, horrible it's a number. Invention. It really doesn't have much yeah. weight, you know. Weight. And only a doctor uh, can even do the math. Yeah, it's true. Um 10% of people I'm sorry. Yeah, 10% of people suffering from an eating disorder and that does not just mean anorexia. It does not just mean bulimia. There are many, many other body image disorders. There's body dysmorphic disorder, which is kind of an obsession with the way you look or a certain body part, trying to fix it. Um, there are exercise addictions. Um, oh, wow. There are... Who would be addicted to exercise? There's also disordered eating, which is just constricting your food in such a way that... Um, or that would include emotional overeating. That would yeah. include, you know... It's just eating irregularly. Just any really unhealthy choice can lead to an eating disorder. But only 10% of people with an eating disorder get professional help. Wow. Yeah. That's a huge problem because the dangers that are involved with eating disorders are just So we're not even getting the real tragic. help we need. No, not at all. And I think a lot of that comes from a shame and an unwillingness to talk yeah. about this issue in the first place. Um, and men, if you're out there thinking, oh, well, this is a woman's thing. Yeah. Completely not true. Even if you don't personally suffer from a body image issue, which research is showing that more and more men have oh, some yeah. serious body image issues. You, if you're a dad or if you know any woman in your life, you need to be on top of this. Um, 95% of people with eating disorders are between the ages of 12 and 25. No way. So if These you're a dad out there, yeah, your... that's your daughter, that's your niece, that's yeah. your friend. That's something that you should pay attention and to. And guys have it too. I mean, we're told that we're supposed to have a six pack. 
Definitely. So yeah. when you're pulling you're supposed to be an tall. app, you're supposed to be. You feel bad. You feel bad. Yeah. And it's just. It's, We're supposed to manscape. Yeah, which is a little bit ridiculous. It's a t- it's a lot bit ridiculous. Yeah. So I mean, we got people that don't have hair on their head, but now they're supposed to shave the hair off their body. Like, what are they doing? I don't know. It's like you're tempting fate. <laughs> But it's it, we are the weirdest population, aren't we? It's true. We're yeah. so obsessed with our hair, and, and then, you know, I always just think we're so obsessed with the way our body looks on the outside that we very rarely think about how, what our body is doing for us oh, yeah. on the inside. Oh yeah. The fact that you are awake and talking is oh, a miracle. It's if you a think miracle. About it long enough. So. You know what it is? It's Nyquil. <laughs> Nyquil keeps that's, your body you. going <laughs> when you're sick, maybe. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Don't do it after you're sick. I'm pretty sure my liver is swollen and huge right now. Just because of all of the drugs I put in it. But you know what? It got me here. (sighs) Body image issues. This is going to be huge. We have a guest joining us uh, after this break. Jenny Layton will be joining us. She is from the blog, thehappygal.com. She's going to teach us the ways. Teach us how to, you know, find, you know, what's so really important about your body, how you should look at it differently, body or image, self-image. We're talking about all of that on today's show. This is the Matt Townsend Show. Today we're taking on body image. We'll be right back right here on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the Matt Townsend Show. I'm your host, Dr. Matt Townsend, your life coach, your guide on the side, doing what we can to give you the good life, help you find the keys, the tools, the skills, just the insight that you need to make it through this crazy thing we call life. Welcome back to the program, everybody. Have we got a great show for you. Now, being sick for literally, I guess, how long has it been? It's been a week. It's been seven days. And, uh... Jessica gave it to me. No big deal. We, we still love Jess. It's just she infected us. And uh, I have seriously learned to appreciate my body. And it's funny. You kind of need to lose it. And mine's just a cold. But, you know, it's just a cold. I'm not dying. Um, and But, you know, just a little lung capacity, it's a big deal. Just being able to have energy, it's a big deal. And yet, here we sit, and as we just learned from Merritt um, a few minutes ago, 91% of women um, have body image issues. They don't love their body. 91% of women don't just love their body, and which is crazy because 100% of men do. And um, no, I don't know where that came from. But the irony of all of this, I think, as we get into it, is uh, our bodies, um, you know, they're more just an extension, maybe, of our minds and uh, how we see ourselves, how we see life. So we decided we wanted to take on this body image idea and, and give you some tools, some real-life skills. We've asked Jenny Layton to join us. Jenny is a friend of mine um, that uh, we met, again, each other on um, a local television show here in Utah called Studio 5. Jenny is a contributor there, as well as today she's helping us um, work through the body image issues. Uh, she's a creator of the blog, The Happy Gal. So if you go look up thehappygal.com, you can find her uh, wonderful blog. She's the author of a newly released cookbook, Healthy Eating, The Happy Gal Way, 
and she's a writer, speaker, blogger, coach. She draws upon her many years in, in professional organizing, her love for health and nutrition, her personal life. She's also uh, married, and her husband and Jenny, they both have five children together. Jenny, welcome to the Matt Townsend Show. Oh, we lost you, Jen. Jenny's going to be out, and uh, we're going to go try to get her back online. Here's the deal. Um, and I really want to get into this because, and Merritt hit on it pretty hard earlier. Our mind, how we see it, is going to determine how we feel about it. And how we feel will determine what we do, and what we do will determine what we become. So if we want to change this, we have to either work on our thinking, our feeling, our doing, or our becoming, what we want to become and what we are becoming. And then here's the deal with all of this. No matter which one of those I work on. So if I go try to do better about my body, um, I then still see other images in the media that my body doesn't add up to the idyllic body type. Um, And yet, okay, go with me on this. Do you remember the show? There was a movie called, um, was it? It was Flashdance. Flashdance from the 80s, I believe. And in the dance, there was this incredible last scene um, where this, the, you know, the heroine kind of of the movie was, was auditioning for this really highbrow group of people. And in this, in this audition, she was going to do this incredible dance. Well, this incredible dance uh, that was, what, two or three minutes long, that it was riveting. You'd remember it if you ever saw the show Flashdance. Anyway, that that scene was actually made up of five different types of dancers. There was a break dancer that was a guy. There was a body double. There was a ballet dancer. There was um, all these different kinds of dancers that just were there to make this actress look incredible. So then we watched the movie, and the movie has five different people involved in the shooting of this one three-minute scene. Plus, not to mention effects, not to mention lighting, not to mention all the editing to make this woman look perfect. And then no wonder 91% of the women out there feel like they don't quite look right. Just walking to the door to answer the door, they've got to pass three mirrors in their house, and they don't have five body doubles to go through those mirrors with them. So it's hard. We have this concept of what our body should look like. The media portrays one thing. The, you know, the vendors, everyone, all the merchants out there selling us their wares, they all want us to look another way. Medical profession are now telling us how we can cut it out or inflate it up. We can do whatever we need to do to make the body look perfect. And yet deep inside, there's this concept going on that we're not good enough. We're not happy enough body image it becomes the the real issue. And so that's the topic of the show. I think we do have uh, Jenny back on the phone. Jenny, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. You made it back. I did. I got cut off right as you were reading all sorts of nice things about me. I, I know. <laughs> I was like so sad. I saw your little light turn off. I thought yeah, we had lost you. To, you're going to have to send me an email about all those nice things I will. you said. <laughs> well, I'll, you know what it is. I just read your bio. You're, you're very, I, and you've been to Happy Gal. Hello. Anybody yeah. that wants to be happy, and if you're a gal, you ought to go to happygal.com. That's for them. That's why I made it. <laughs> I like it. I mean, it really, and you know what else? It's just got ideas in every field of life. It's not, it's not one thing. It's food. It's, it's like kind of decor, not decorating, but, you know, making yeah, your life easier. 
Yeah, not much of a decorator, but I do like to organize. So, yeah, I put that blog together just to help women feel better about their lives and love themselves. So lots of things that women want to know more about, including, you know, organizing and and body image is a big part of it. What is the deal? Let's get into this because, um, I I mean, I think guys have body image issues, too. In fact, we know that. And and I think we're getting more and more of them. Um, Yeah. But what is really going on? And why... What do you sense is happening with the ladies and or all of us? And, and why would the body, why is body image such a big deal? Well, I, I think there's just one really big thing that we can take time to talk about right now. And it's what you teach a lot, Matt. What is the one thing that everybody wants? It boils down to one thing. How we, does everybody want to feel? We want to feel good about ourselves. We want happiness. We want to be yeah. loved. We want to be loved. We want to feel accepted no matter what. And so we live in this culture where image is everything. We're a very visual culture, and it's so reinforced by the media, like what you were talking about earlier. And that just becomes a perfect storm. You know, especially you look at these young girls who begin to feel self-conscious and not sure of themselves at a young age, and then they look at how easy it looks in the media to become loved and to be beautiful and to be accepted. And it's this perfect storm with mm. this idea of if I have this perfect body, life is going to be great. And the media really portrays that. Oh, yeah. But in reality, then we just love your body. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. in the end, if we if we make it about the body, and I, I've seen it a million times, eventually we have a really nice body, but we still don't have self-image or and self-worth. That's if you're lucky enough that your body complies to what you're able to do. Yeah, yeah. give <laughs> you one baby. If you have the, the determination and the discipline to keep at it until it looks that way. Yeah. Well, or the yeah. surgery. Or the, sur- or, or, the right. or the money. Yeah. But it's, it's really, an, it's <laughs> an interesting, but yet the, the, I guess what we're inevitably saying here is it's still, it's fleeting. It, happiness is going to be more about a state of being than a state of your body. Absolutely. I mean, Absolutely. I, I have these 90, I always talk about them, 97-year-old friends that I visit regularly, and they're, they're our adopted grandparents now, and they're happy. They're happy at 97, and they can't even get out of bed without two people helping them, you know, and they can't balance, and they can't hear, mm-hmm. but they're just, they're still happy, and we walk in, and they just light up. Mm-hmm. And that's the problem. If you base your happiness in yourself and how good you feel around other people about around the way you look what happens if all of a sudden you get some medical condition and you blow up like a balloon right no, <laughs> or right. you know i don't know you grow another arm or yeah you know there's just you're you're out of luck so you've really got to look for other places to feel good about yourself now how do you see it you're a mom of five i mean I, the, I, it's got to be everywhere in your life everywhere mm-hmm. every day you you see it. You see this body image, especially if you're not happy with your body image, you, just getting in the car, just brushing your teeth probably mm-hmm. can be a very negative thing. I think anything can be a trigger. And I think you see that in the day-to-day life of women where this is hard for them is, you know, it can be hard to even want to get dressed if nothing feels good on your body or to want to be in pictures with your family because it's a reminder and a reinforcer to you that you're not enough. And yeah, I have, I'm a mother and four of my children are daughters. And so Mm. a lot of the research just shows that the more comfortable a mother is with her body, that's the biggest um, 
the biggest influencer on how a daughter is going to feel really? about her body. So it's really, really important for women to learn to make peace with their bodies and take the steps they need to, to get there. Yeah. How do women make peace with their bodies? Well, I mean, because guys sit there all the time. And they're like, oh, honey, your body is perfect. You're amazing. And you won't believe us. And, and yet, so how do you do that? Well, you know, for some women, it's easier than others. It depends on how pulled into this game of this body image game that we're going to talk about we are. Yeah. But the big, the big thing is that we have to learn to recognize when we're getting pulled into this game, and we have to learn to reprogram. We have to recognize those thoughts that start taking us down those paths that lead us to dissatisfaction with our body. We need to replace those thoughts that aren't true with truth, which is, I am a good person because I just am. Yeah. And I feel good about myself when I am doing these things and, and shift the focus to something that's a lot more productive and a lot more true. I love that. Because to know that your worth is there inherently just because you're a daughter of God or just because you're a son of God. That's why I guess having some you know belief set back to a God is probably very handy when it comes to body image because you've at least got a default to something bigger yeah. than this world. Yeah, exactly. And I think the challenge is, especially if that is a part of your current belief system, is then really believing it on a deeper level. Yeah. It might make sense in a lot of areas in your life, but it, when it comes to your body, somehow we compartmentalize that and, yeah. and disassociate. And so that becomes a challenge then, is to really to gain an appreciation and understanding and a belief of that. Yeah. Oh, no, that's yeah. huge. By the way, and not to get all uh, religious, but I'm pretty sure this whole body image thing started with Eve in the Garden of Eden. Because the minute yeah. they were naked, Adam noticed it. They both did, I guess. But Adam noticed it, which is what I always joke, which is kind of where, you know, the addiction to the body came from. That was Adam. But then Eve covered up her uh-huh. nakedness. And I think women have been covering up since then. Yeah. The hiding that, man. that is certainly going to be on my mind the next time I read that story. Yeah. You'll never be the same. But uh, because honestly, it seems like it's such a natural thing for women to not ever be uh, happy, content with it. But you call that, I guess, that's the game. There's a body image Mm -hmm. game that goes on in this world. And you think knowing the game, knowing the rules to the game can change things. What what do you mean by the body image game? Well... I call it a game because it's something that seems pretty harmless at first. I mean, you look at young girls who just start to have thoughts of, oh, I'm, you know, I need to lose a little weight or, you know, I, I, if I could just be a little thinner. And it seems really harmless to just start thinking yeah. in that way. And it, you, you enter into this game with the understanding that if I play this, then I can, I can win, you yeah. know, if I yeah. eat a little less or exercise a little bit, or if I was just a little thinner, then everything's going to be fine. And, and that I think is an illusion. And why else would we agree to participate in this game unless it promised something fun and something wonderful? And so I just look at it as a game, but unfortunately it's a game that can't be won because the longer you play it, the more that peace and worth and everything that you're seeking from it seems to elude you. I love that because even if it's based in a truth, I mean, all of us could probably lose five to 10 pounds, but Mm -hmm. the idea that I guess the game is the belief that if you lose that weight, you're worth more, Mm -hmm. you're more valuable. That's part of the illusion. And I guess the other part you were saying is um, you'll just inherently be happier because you've 
lost the weight. Mm -hmm. And then I guess those are two illusions. Yeah. Your worth doesn't change and you you won't always be happier because then Mm -hmm. I guess 20 pounds would make you even more happy. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's one of the rules that I want to talk about with this game is that if you lose 10 pounds, I'm going to be happier. <laughs> it's such an illusion. Okay, let's do this. Let's take a break. We're talking with Jenny Layton from the website, uh, thehappygal.com, mother of four daughters and one son, married to a rugged stud. I don't know. I've never met her husband, but it's got to be. Come on. Uh, We're trying to figure out how to crack the code on this body image thing. We're playing the body image game. When we come back, Jenny Layton's going to teach us um, the rules of the game. This is the Matt Townsend Show. You're listening to us on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. That's the hoedown music. It says we're wrapping up our first hour together. Today we're taking on body image, and we're talking to a pro. Jenny Layton's joining us, the uh, founder of the, the blog, thehappygal.com. you got to go check out the site. It's got tons of tools, motivational ideas, thoughts, recipes, you name it. She's all over it. Jenny Layton's the mother of... Uh, Five children, four of them are daughters, and today we've been talking about how 91% of um, women are not happy with their body. Um, and it's interesting. I, I, I would love to know what men think about their body. I, maybe we don't think about it as much, but men have issues, you know. They, they, don't, they want to have abs. And, but uh, there's a game that we're playing, okay? It's called the Body Image Game, and Jenny has got the rules for us. Okay, Jenny, get to work. What's uh, start teaching us the rules to the body image game? This is the body game, the body image game that we all play, I guess, with each other as we talk about our bodies and our weight. Okay, well, this first rule, it's not. So let me clarify: this isn't truth, but this is what the body image game would have us believe. Yeah. And that very first rule is that food is the enemy. No, see, that's true. That's what they say: food bad. Yeah. No, food yeah. good. <laughs> well, food tastes good, but food good because our body needs it yeah. in order to be healthy and to be fueled and actually to create the kind of healthy, um, beautiful bodies that we all want to have. And that's just the irony is that this game would have us believe that food is the problem when, you know, our bodies are designed to need food yeah. and for our metabolisms to, to ramp up and really start burning the way that they need to burn. We've got to have food regularly. That's right. right? And the right foods, right? Yeah. See, that's well, the, I mean, that's why we don't want to hear that, right? We'd rather hear that the food's yeah. the problem because then it's not me. It's not my yeah. thinking. It's not about mm-hmm. me. It's about the food. And then if I was an advertiser, that's what I'd love to hear. I'd love you to believe that you're just buying the wrong yogurt because mm-hmm. <laughs> then yeah. I'd own you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think you just have to look at kind of that ancient caveman response that when food was in short supply, our bodies would go into fat storing mode. And since we're still designed that way, when we get this mentality of, you know, don't eat because we got to cut calories, our bodies are still designed to then start hanging on to fat. So we really work against ourselves when we look at food as being the enemy, not to mention the host of psychological issues that are born when we start looking at food as the bad guy. Yeah. I mean, 
it's not fair. It's just a plate of macaroni and cheese. <laughs> what did it ever do to you, really? <laughs> That's right. And you're the one well, that bought it or made it. Well, and what's that? We, 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 somebody has to buy the macaroni and cheese, right? So yeah. food's not the enemy. The enemy, it's your friend. We've got to eat healthy because that would make your body actually look better and feel better if you were eating the right things in the right amounts. Yes. And that's important, too. You can't just go, okay, well, all food then is good, and I've got the green light. I mean, you know, all foods do inherently have good qualities about them. Even junk foods, in some way, serve some purpose. However, you want to be careful about the ratio. Yeah, it's all (laughs) about the ratio. base your diet on true, proven principles that have been timeless as far as good health. Well, you can see that somebody with an eating disorder, you know, totally believes in that first rule. Food's the enemy. So just don't yeah. eat any of it. And then, but the reality is, you know, that's, that's, it's, if it's, if it's a myth, it's a myth. You're not going to mm-hmm. ever, you're not going to get healthy with that being the rule. Mm-hmm. That's right. There's a lot of research about how poor body image is a major factor in leading to eating disorders. And there's a quote that I love. It says, there's often a vicious cycle here. The more a person focuses on his body, the worse he tends to feel about how he look. Uh. And obsession breeds discontent. And so, you know, when you're in those places where you're not feeling happy about yourself, you're kind of desperate and you're willing to go to some extreme behaviors. And unfortunately, eating disorders can be a a result if you let yourself play this game for too long. Oh, that's huge. Yeah. Yeah. The more you focus on it, the more you're going to notice what you don't like. You're just going to keep building the argument of how bad your body is. Mm -hmm. Okay. So rule number one, food is the enemy. That's the rule of the games that we play in the body image game, but you're saying the, the, the opposite is actually true. Food yeah. is your friend. Yep. You got to replace it. When you start feeling that way, the very first thing in your mind, replace it with the thought, no, food is my friend. And that's truth. It yeah. is. Physiologically, it is. So look for foods that are going to serve your body and make you feel good. Well, I mean, when you just go grab an apple and you're eating an apple, it really feels good. Yeah. I mean, it feels good. Mm-hmm. You made it. Now, when you're dipping it in... Chocolate sauce, <laughs> different. Well, yeah, you know what I mean? There's a difference between the way food tastes and then the way it feels after you eat it. Yeah. And I think the truth is that what you need in the moment is always going to taste best. Yeah. And so if you can be in tune enough with your body to know what it is you really need and allow yourself, if, if in that moment your family's having popcorn and having a handful is going to feel really good to you, that's, that's an okay moment to do that, you know, um, because depriving yourself all the time, I yeah. always like to say the pendulum's going to swing the other way. Oh, know? yeah. And there's going to be a time you're going to overindulge because you're mad at yourself for not yeah. allowing yourself that pleasure. That's so. huge. What do you mean? You talk about uh, the moralization of food. What do you mm-hmm. mean by that? How do we moralize? That sounds so technical, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. I, I'm just talking, with, we, with all of our research and our knowledge about nutrition, have labeled foods as good and bad. Yeah. And therefore, if we eat good food, we are what? Bad, or good. Good people good, eat bad. good food. Yeah, and if we're bad, if we eat bad food, we are? At McDonald's. <laughs> yeah. Hypothetically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, that becomes kind of a dangerous way to label ourselves. That's interesting, yeah. we're facing how we feel about ourselves on something that's not true. Yeah. And then we feel all that shame and all that yuck. Mm -hmm. And it's a vicious cycle, as we said before. And then we have to go get more food. I know. I don't know 
what mechanism it is in our brain that that's what we turn to. But yeah, that's food how we makes work. us happy. Um, yeah. Tell us the next rule. Rule number two. Okay, rule number two: happiness is losing ten pounds. I wish mm. I could see all of the listeners right now and ask them to raise their hands if that's ever gone through their heads. I in bet, fact, I bet yeah. it has in, in men's heads. Oh, I yeah. don't know, Matt. You ever thought that? Oh, yeah. I, I, I actually, I've lost 10 pounds until I got sick. I lost about uh-huh. 15 pounds running every day. Well, uh-huh. running, walking. And uh, yeah. now, and I, you know what I realized? It got me sick. Oh, yeah. So, so now I'm rationalizing and moralizing that, you know, exercise bad. <laughs> well, I think exercise good. Yeah. So we'll talk about that one later. I know. But... You've got all these rules. <laughs> I know. Lots of rules. But, but happiness yeah. is not in losing 10 pounds. Well, it's not. And you know what? Let me tell you why. I think we just think, okay, if once I get this better body, everything's just going to go so much more smoothly for me. And I'm just going to have so much more personal peace. So I'm going to share um, a personal story about how I've gone through this. You know, I had a period of time where I was really committed to my nutrition and to my exercise, and I got down to a tiny weight and a Mm. tiny size. And, you know, at the onset, that was going to be happiness, right? Yeah, right. But but the reality of it is that it, it still wasn't enough. I mean, there were still parts of my body that I'd pick apart and look at and think, this isn't tone yeah, enough, or this right. isn't, I don't like this enough. That's not peace. No. You know, that's just more obsession. And so that, that's a lie I that, love that happiness is losing 10 pounds. I, it's you know, also, be- it's not, excuse me for interrupting, it's not because 10 pounds is always in the future. And um, so happiness has to be in the present. If you're not in the present, it there will always be the next thing. Okay, once it's the 10 pounds, then we, well, maybe it's 15. So let's just lose five more. Then it's when I get the right clothes that fit. Or then it's when my skin is taut. Yeah, and I love that. Then it's when the stretch marks go away. Or it's when, and this is what I hear all day long, it just never ends. Mm-hmm, and I love that you said that because you're programming yourself that I'm not happy now. And that programming stays with you in the future when you have reached that full weight. Yeah. And so really, I mean, that's another illusion of the game. And that's why you can't win games. That's right. There's never happiness attached to By it. By the way, I thought happiness was, wasn't in 10 pounds. I thought it was when I had my Ph.D. When I was done and had my doctorate, I knew I'd be mm-hmm. happier. Mm-hmm. And you know what? And? I, and I wasn't. Uh-huh. I was actually just the same guy, but with a yeah. lot of debt and three yeah. letters after my name. Yeah. Well, and, you know, that's still a really great pursuit, but I think, again, you have to look at what really has the power to make you happy. I love that analogy that Stephen Covey uses, uh-huh. about leading, leaning the ladder against yeah. the wrong or the right wall. Yeah. You just put so much time and effort into whatever you pursue. You better make sure that what it is you're pursuing has the power to give you what it is you really want. I mean, look yeah. at that and be honest about that up front before you sink all your time and energy into something. Love it. Love it. We are... Um... We're talking with Jenny Layton from the website, thehappygal.com. She's walking us through the body image game, the game that we all play with each other, all these funny rules that we think are true that really aren't. So far, she's taught us that food is the enemy. Not really, she taught us. And number two rule is that happiness is losing 10 pounds. Not so. Happiness is the journey, not just the pound loss. Happiness is being present in your head, your heart. Your life, it's being you. We're going to take a break, come back more with Jenny Layton and thehappygal.com. This is the Matt Townsend Show right here on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio.
Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the Matt Townsend Show. I'm your host, Dr. Matt Townsend, your life coach, your guide on the side. The goal of this program is to help you find a good life, help you make a good life. Let's make it that way. We got to make our life. We can't just hope that it's going to appear someday. We got to go after it. And one of the topics we're taking on today, giving you some tools and a leg up on today is the body image issue. We've all got it. You know, there's some part of your body you're just not proud of. You cover it up with clothes. You drape more and more clothes. You wear certain colors thinking, hey, no one's going to notice that belly with this big black shirt over it. I'm not going to wear stripes because that would totally accentuate my negative areas. But you know what? The reality is we've all got something. Some part of our body we're just not pleased with. And our guest today is Jenny Layton. She is um, the founder and, I guess, president, head blogger, chief in charge of the Happy Gal, uh, com, the website, thehappygal.com. She also has just released a new cookbook, Healthy Eating, The Happy Gal Way. She's a writer, a speaker, a blogger, coach, and she draws upon her background in professional organizing, her love for health and nutrition, and her personal life experiences with a goal to inspire other women to create a life they love, full of peace and purpose. Jenny lives in Kaysville, Utah, with her husband and five children. You can find her at thehappygal.com. Jenny, welcome back to the Matt Townsend Show. Thanks, Matt. Love your site. Thank you. I've been reading it all day. I'm sure you have. I need to start one called The Happy Guy. You do? <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, I mean, I and think you can write, you if, can if the gal was happy, I think the guys would be kind of inherently happy. <laughs> That's right. Happy wife, happy life. That's it, huh? So, Jen, you've been teaching us about the body image game, this game that we kind of all play with each other. And in the game, you say there's certain rules that, you know, that that we use, but the rules are kind of illusions. They're not actually right. One one rule you said is the idea that food is the enemy. And you were trying to teach us that food isn't your enemy. Your, it's your friend. Another rule you taught us is happiness is, is, is losing 10 pounds, and you were trying to blow that one up. Happiness, there's, there's a harm to thinking that your happiness is going to be in your weight loss. That's right. Well, because your weight loss, you're hoping, is going to make you feel awesome about yourself or feel worse. And the truth is the scale just can't measure that. Yeah. It never has. It never will be able to. Love that. I mean, I really think that's... I think that's so incredible that we even have to, like, make that distinction. But I think it's real. What's mm-hmm. another rule? What would you say? Rule number three. Okay. Rule number three. If you want to be thin, you must constantly play the game. You can't drop out of it. Oh, yeah. yeah. You got to play it to win it, don't you? You're in it to win it. You're in it to win it. I mean, you yeah, can't. but you can't win. But you're saying you can. It's not. You can drop out. Well, you have to if you want to be happy, but it takes a lot of courage and it takes, a, you know, it takes awareness of what these rules are and what they do to you yeah. to, to have the courage to be able to drop out. Now, what I wonder is, even if, so if the world's kind of teaching us that the game is what we have to play and all the cool people are doing it, all the cool skinny people are doing it, it seems like um, dropping out, you don't want to just drop out and go not be healthy. I mean, your goal is yeah. to be healthy, right? Yeah, such a great point and so important to bring up because I think that that's where our mind automatically goes is what? I don't have to worry about food's not, you know, food's yeah. my friend and I can eat whatever. And that's, you're never going to be able to deceive yourself in that way either. I mean, there's just no replacement 
for treating your body right. Right. You know, but then you just let it alone. You do what you need to do, and then you accept it is what it is. And and that refusal to accept it that keeps you in the game that you can't win. Yeah. So you're just constantly paddling, but you know, it might be healthier if you just let the current take you a little bit because women do obsess and they spend a lot of time obsessing, don't they? Oh, it's so awful, Matt. You know, it was so interesting. A few years ago, my son, who is an avid reader, had this assignment at school that he was supposed to track the minutes that he read every week. Hmm. And one week, he had some good books that he loved, and we counted up that he had spent 23 hours that week reading his book, which, as a side note, (laughs) that's a pretty good moment as a parent that you've got a child that'll do that. Yeah. as I was thinking about that, I thought, man, you know, I wonder if we could add up the amount of minutes that we spend worrying about our bodies and playing this game. I think we'd be astounded with how much of our time and energy goes into pursuing this thing that can't even give us what we're wanting at the end of the day. I know. So, yeah, I mean, hours, thousands of hours mm-hmm. and dollars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I look at, you know, don't you think that our time was intended for so much more productive oh, yeah. of use? Oh, yeah. You know? Well, and I mean, oh, sorry, what if ahead. you could just enjoy the ride? And it's not about the outcome. It's not about the actual end game. It's about the process of mm-hmm. being enjoying a workout. Or it's, the, mm-hmm. it's about the process of getting your children involved and having a great meal as a family mm-hmm. instead of about what we're eating. Yep, and what you're talking about right there, that is, I mean, it's kind of a juxtaposition to the the body image game. That's called the game of life, and that's where the real joy comes in. You know, if you can be present in those moments and enjoy those moments, that's the real stuff, and that's where you're going to feel who you are. You're going to feel your worth, and it's not going to be about your body and the outcome. It's going to be about the moment yeah. and the people that you're with, and that's a whole different game. That's That's a different game, isn't it, than the body image game? Mm-hmm. And you want to yeah. be healthy. I mean, that's what happens is we then we then play, it seems like, on the, the oh, I know, I want to be here for my grandchildren. I don't want to be dead because I didn't take better care. And then we fall into the guilt. Mm-hmm. And it's almost mm-hmm. like we're, we've, we're used to having this pattern that always takes every thought about this, and maybe this is part of the game, is mm-hmm. every thought we have eventually leads us back to guilt and really shame. Mm-hmm. And then that actually basically keeps perpetuating the game. It's like the game has to make us feel shameful, bad, so that we can stay in the game. If all of a sudden Mm -hmm. we didn't believe the rules anymore, and like you said, we just got active in the game of life, Mm -hmm. we'd find our motivation, wouldn't we? We'd find what really drives us to want to be healthier. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you know what? That game, it, it entices us or it works its way into us through our thoughts. And I love that you just mentioned that, you know, you just notice those thoughts that you have and how they'll start to to pull you in the direction of playing that game. And so just be careful of those thoughts. And so just the minute you see the thought, you just have Mm -hmm. to notice, oh, I'm, I, there's an, there's a bid to get in the game. Yes. And I mean, that can be a red flag for you. If you start to feel yourself thinking, oh no, food's bad. Or if I could just lose 10 pounds or I can't stop playing this, or I'm going to playing this game, or I'm going to, you know, gain weight and not be happy. Those are red flags that you're, you're, you're putting yourself back in that game. And yeah. so you want to watch that. And give us another rule. That is such a, these are great. What's another <laughs> rule? Um, rule number four. Okay. This is so important for women. If you can't emulate the standard, you're doing something wrong. Well, <laughs> the fact of the matter is 
is the standard even attainable by no. models? No, it's not. <laughs> you know, yeah. so we're playing. We're there's no way that we are going to be able to achieve this, even if we are lucky enough to have the body type that might even come close. And most of us don't. So right. the bottom line is, is we can do everything they tell us to do, and we're still not going to be satisfied the re- with the results. It's that so we true. Have. Hey, I, uh, I'm going to admit something here. While I was sick, I went and watched The Bachelor with my wife. Mm-hmm. And one of the cute little ladies that are one of the final whatevers, I don't remember the numbers, um, she got a chance to go to the state. They show up with Fabio, whatever his name is, and um, they went on this huge, sweet dance. And they went out in front of this concert, and she had to dance with the guy in front mm-hmm. of this concert. So here's this beautiful body image she thought so much about herself i mean she looked good she was perfect in the world's eyes cute little dress all this stuff but she could not dance to save her life uh-huh <laughs> and in the end in the end it just it's such a perfect thought that you know what there's no perfect standard yeah and honestly yeah. she could be as beautiful as she wants and some of them have no personality and some of them are eventually going to you know end up stalking this guy someday and be arrested uh-huh. and some of them have drug issues and I mean everyone's got but there's no yeah. standard and then you could be beautiful and you still can't dance <laughs> See I can dance yeah. I don't even need yeah. to be beautiful I can dance Were you thinking I could get up there and dance with Let the me audio. dance with the man that's what I said <laughs> Maybe sometime we can make that happen. <laughs> That's right. No, you don't want that. But your basic, your rule is if you can't emulate the standard, you're doing something wrong. No, the standard's maybe not even realistic. Yeah. Yep. So just question the rule. Don't question yourself. If you find yourself identifying with this, that you feel like I just, it doesn't matter what I do, I can't win, recognize that you're playing a game that can't be won. Yeah. <laughs> so change the standard that you're looking at, you know, and it's going to be different and individual for everybody. There's so many different body types out there. You'll know you're at ideal when you feel good and can do the activities you want to do. Let that be your standard and your measuring. Well, and let the standard be just the ability to feel like I I like that you bring it up. It's about feeling peace. It's about being present. It's about being able to not let your body be the distraction to you having a good dinner with your kids. I mean, mm-hmm. you could be working out on your diet so well that you ignore your kids your entire meal because mm-hmm. you're counting your calories. Mm-hmm. So then in yep. the end, you've got low calories, but you've got low relationship too. Yep. And, in, and at the end of the day, that's not very satisfying. And really, there's nothing, there is no compliment from anybody. There's no size that you can fit in that is ever going to replace what it feels like to just be able to be at peace with yourself. Yeah, it's so true. You don't want yeah. at your funeral that everyone's like, oh, Grandma, man, no one could cut calories like Grandma. <laughs> no. Wow, she nobody could. Now, does anybody know, know what her favorite well, color is? But... No, no one knew Grandma's favorite <laughs> color. But remember how she used to smack us whenever we'd push on that little muffin top of hers? <laughs> yeah, I miss Grandma. Yeah. See, no, it's funny, huh? We want We want people to think, that, to know we connected, that we were present, that we were there. Yeah. And, you know, it's sad because we all, you know, we connect with this. We know this is true, and yet we allow ourselves to get pulled back into this game. And so today, I mean, this is just good awareness of when you feel this way, when your thoughts are going this way, you've got to see the truth, and you've got to replace those thoughts. Yeah, I love that. Because at the end of your life, you want to be happy. Totally. You know, at the end of the day, you want to be happy. That's right. What's the last yeah. rule? Okay, this one is really, really important, too, because this is we take 
other women and turn them into competition when, in fact, other women can be such a strength and such a, those relationships can be so satisfying in our lives. And so mm. rule number five is that other women are competition. And I think if every woman was to be really honest with themselves, there is some little system that goes on when you walk into a room, you kind of know where you fit in. Yeah. You know, if, are you the thinnest? Are you the fattest? Are you somewhere in the middle? And particularly if you're swimming or something, you know, oh, yeah. you're even more, more vulnerable. You're just looking for someone else to make you feel a little bit better about yourself, you know? That's hard, so, isn't it? It is. Everything's it is. a competition. And Mm-hmm. You're saying it's no, they could be role models, they could be examples of something beautiful for you. Well, look well look at the most beautiful thing about women and that is their ability to nurture and to support and to be there for each other and yeah. we completely cut this out of the picture when we are viewing women that way and I have found for myself one of the most healing things that's worked for me and my body image is to quit objectifying other women when I'm with them. Quit checking out other women. Yeah. That makes me more self-conscious about my body, and it it disconnects me from their soul and from that relationship that I could have with them. Hmm. And so it's become really important for me to not do that to other women, and in particular to make sure I'm not doing that to other women who I still look better than me. Yeah. You know? Because we know they don't feel good about themselves either. We hey. already know that. Hey, let me know? just say and, this, because... As a man, I'd appreciate it if you didn't check me out and objectify me either. Because you <laughs> ladies so are known for that. that. I, will, I will exercise some self-control next I mean, time we're together. <laughs> I know. You, it's weird, Jenny, because I just just look me in the eyes. This, okay. <laughs> Isn't that weird? <laughs> it's weird. We just had this conversation. <laughs> it's funny because it, we know it's, you know, it tends to go the other way. Um, but the, the not objectifying, it's weird to hear women saying we shouldn't objectify. But I know my wife checks out other women and like, mm-hmm. And <laughs> it's real. But I think it's it's a very human thing. And it's the minute we've objectified you, we've dehumanized you. Mm-hmm. And then we alienate ourselves from a really great potential relationship. Yeah. You know, even if it's just passing by someone in the store, I just found it just, I, I just know how women are to themselves and they don't need someone else judging them yeah. good or bad. No, that's you know? right. And so, yeah. Wow. Jenny, good stuff. Um, if we have about, we have about a minute left. Here's what I need to know. What's okay. the one thing that you've learned that um, seems to be the most important. So I always call it the one thing that makes the biggest difference. As you think about body image, as you think about everything you've taught us, what would you say is the number one thing that would get us back to that space of peace instead of the tension that we feel when we're in the the, uh, the body image game? Well, I think it just has. It comes back down to what sucks us into playing that game in the first place. And that is we're just trying to fill a void that can't be filled by the way our body looks. And if there's one thing I could give to any woman that I come in contact with, it would just be to give them the message and have them wholly embrace it that you are enough. You were born being enough. You don't have to prove anything. Mm. And I think if we can start to embrace that, then all of this focus on the body will just naturally start to fade away. And yeah. we really can treat our bodies in a, in a more humane and respectful way and then use all of that extra time to do something good with our lives, something meaningful that's really going to bring us happiness. And oh, I love that. That is, that's it. That's the thought. You are enough. 
You don't have to lose weight to be enough. You don't Mm -hmm. have to be a certain type to be enough. Mm -hmm. Well done. Okay, Jenny. So they should just go check out your website, thehappygal.com. That's how we do it, huh? Yep, go check it out. And, you know, something that's helpful, I've got an offer for a free seven-day meal plan on there. Oh, yeah. You know, part of taking good care of your body is knowing how to eat, and that can be hard. So that gets you a little start, and then that'll keep um, listeners in contact with me for other events and things that I do. Jen, you're the best. Thanks so much for being on the show. Thanks, Matt. That was lots of fun. Good job, and I appreciate uh, your insight. And uh, everybody, that is what could be more important than to understand you're enough. I mean, here we sit trying to create the good life, and maybe the reality is you just need to accept the fact that you already are pretty dang good. You're amazing. I mean, just think of what happens with you every day. You're breathing. You're living. You've got children, family, kids, neighbors, grandkids. You matter. That's the key. That's the key to the game. Uh, We're going to take a break. This is the Matt Townsend Show. We'll be right back right here on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Welcome back, everybody. Just clearing my throat. Trying to get through the show without hacking all over this microphone. I feel so bad for everyone else that needs to use this microphone. You know, that's what I was just thinking. I was like, I'm never going near that microphone. Well. You know what? I have managed to stay away from this horrible hacking cough I'm going to take far. this little black thing off. Let's see if I can do you. it until the summer. It's, um, it's not healthy. No, I think I'm, everyone I'm should like, have their if own. If you've little... noticed, I I've kind of like yeah. inched away to yeah. the other side. Every time I cough, everyone like recoils. Yeah. Hey, what is this called, James? This little thingamajig on the mic. Is it like a windscreen? Is windscreen. that right? Yeah. I guess that's a windscreen. I think everybody should have their own windscreen. <laughs> hey, that would be cool. I approve. Okay, and we could all yeah. get our own colors and such. Yeah, I want blue. No, I want red. Okay, will you talk about that? Make that happen. <laughs> okay. We're going to continue our discussion about body image versus self-image. Does the term body image actually describe the problems women have? Merritt has some ideas about a body image versus self-image and how going deeper into being kind to yourself may be the solution to the problem. You only have to spend half an hour with many women to realize how big of a problem body image is. Discussing why we hate our bodies seems to be a conversation staple. Media is completely inundated with unrealistic images that decry our worth. Such an obsession with bodies and perfection leads to so many problems, including eating disorders, depression, and low self-esteem. The good news? People are making an effort to solve the body image problem. For example, the body love movement is immensely popular. Against the constant barrage of media that overemphasizes a single definition of beauty, this movement seems to be the right decision. Loving your body seems to be the logical solution to hating your body, right? Unfortunately, I don't think so. There's a problem with the terms body image and body love, and that's the word body. Having a bad body image is really more synonymous with having a bad self-image. Feeling a lack of confidence in your body isn't necessarily about your body, but about your perception of your worth. It means that you base your image of yourself completely on external factors, such as how you look, especially in comparison to other people. Having a bad body image is more a symptom than a cause of unhappiness. 
To me, a person with a bad body image is a person who doesn't know how they fit into the world. They fail to see their worth as a human being. And so, to me, the key to solving a bad body image is not to learn to love your body, but to learn to love you. As someone who has worked through bad body image, I've realized that more important than liking what I see is liking who I see. So, while I'm not an expert, here are five of my tips for overcoming bad body image by having a good self-image. Number one, appreciate your body for being a body. The human body is a miracle. Don't hate your body for not being beautiful enough. Love it for what it can do. If you are feeling like you hate your body, be as quiet as you can and try to feel your heartbeat. Or you can watch your hand as you move it. Respect your body by keeping it in good health. Number two, change your definition of beauty. Is beauty really limited to the single type of beauty portrayed in the media? And is it really limited to physical attributes? I don't think so. The most beautiful people I know are beautiful because of their kind hearts, bravery, intelligence, empathy, and humor. These attributes represent beauty better than anything I know. And guess what? They never age or gain weight or look bad in clothes. Number three, watch what you say. Watch phrases like, I feel fat, or I hate my thighs. They may seem harmless initially, but they're dangerous. Even when you compliment people, try to compliment people on their character rather than their looks. Say things like, I love how happy you are, rather than, your shirt is so cute. Take the focus off the body and put it into the person. Number four, know you have worth. Don't ever lose sight of this important truth. You have worth. You belong in the world. Tell that to yourself until you believe it. Even though it might not always feel that way, it is always true. It doesn't matter what other people do or think. No matter who you are or what you look like, you matter. So be kind to yourself, especially in your thoughts. Number five, find confidence by knowing you belong. I think this is best summed up by writer Julie Case. She says, Confidence is not the assurance that you're the hottest person in the room, the smartest person at the table, or the richest kid in the pool. It is not the outfit you're wearing or the height of your heels. Rather, it's an assurance that you belong in the world and that you are finding your way through it with dignity. So, don't depend on loving how you look to bring you happiness. Instead, realize that you have worth. Be kind to yourself and others and walk through the world knowing you belong in it. And maybe next time you look in the mirror, you'll realize that who you see completely outshines what you see. That was Merritt Meekum working the self-image angle. That's beautiful. Thank you. The word, notice the rep, repetition. It's about worth. It's about worth. It's about worth. It's always about worth. We're going to take a break. Come back. We're going to be talking to Michael Pond about male self-image. This is a decathlete, ex-decathlete, who has not let himself go. This is the Matt Townsend Show. Listening to us on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Everybody to the Matt Townsend Show. Hey, today we've been talking about body image, and uh, who better to talk about the male perspective on the body image issue than our own Michael uh, um, Wallander Pond? Wallander Pond. I was thinking Zoolander. Zoolander. I don't yeah, know it's why. Pretty close. Michael Zoolander Pond. Michael Wallander Pond. Uh, 
do men have body image issues? You know, when we hear that, we think, oh, you know, that's a woman's issue. And yes and no. Yeah. Um, men have body issues too, but yeah. in a different way. Muscles. We want muscles. Yeah. And uh, a lot of research shows that some of these issues, they're not, you know, you're not asking men about their weight yeah. or uh, how thin they are. You're asking them about uh, what researchers like to call real body factors, Whoa. like odor, hair, um, sweat, that kind of stuff. Oh, that's what we worry about. Yeah, but we may not be aware that we're worried about that. Oh, interesting. Now, hair I could see because there's a lot of men doing a lot to figure out how to get their hair if they're losing hair, right? How yeah. to keep their hair, how to, you know, make it last. And in other areas of the body too. Yeah. You know, a lot of the, the media and advertising, you want to be hairless. Yeah. No, no hair on your chest yeah. or back. Hey, talk to me about that for a minute because, um, what, see, when I was a kid, having hair on your body was an actual sign of being a man. Yeah, that was a manly thing. And know? now apparently it's all gross. Yeah, when I was a kid, my parents would say, oh, eat the crust on your bread. That'll put hair on your chest, yeah. you know? that's what we told my sisters too. But that's now that's gross. That's totally know? gross. And if you ask, you know, surveys, it affects what women um, think is attractive too. What's, see, what's women going don't like, uh, not, I guess I can't speak for all women, but- yeah. Apparently, they don't even like the hair. That's like, and they're that's, the ones that's pushing changed. That. Yeah. That's changed over time. And yeah. this is uh, predominantly an American phenomenon. Oh, is it? With our advertising and our yeah. media. Uh, but most women, when they have the survey question, hairy or hairless? You yeah, know? Well, yeah, what's the answer? Hairless. hairless. Yeah. Really? Yeah, most of the time. Okay, that's just weird. And that's just not natural. No, it's that's not. not uh, that's a 12-year-old. Oh, yeah. sorry, that's a 10-year-old. Most men have hair. That's... Yeah. Get off my hairy back. Yeah, so there's a, there's a lot of different media messages yeah. coming out, but they're attacking men in a different way. It's interesting because um, – and I didn't – the kids don't do this today, do they? Because my sons don't have it. But in high school when I was growing up, you had – you know, there was – you know, you were a ninth grader with 12th graders, so you had this huge range of ages – and when you were the ninth grader in basketball class or gym class, you had to shower, period. You shower. So you're a brand new kid, scrawny little body, having to shower with these seniors, these big, hairy yeah. men. And uh, see, that created some major complexes for me because you can't fake that. No, no, you can't. That's, that's real right there. The kids don't seem to go through that anymore. We no. took a bunch of scouts up scouting, and one of them went skinny dipping in the lake, and the other kids couldn't believe that that kid was running around naked. And I'm like, holy cow. Yeah, and it, we're, Wait till you're the, in the military. The party or, or the part of the country that I'm, I'm from, uh, you, you don't shower. You're not ca caught dead in the shower. Really? Yeah. See, um, it's an interesting thing because that was a major complex. And we don't complex. have to do PE when you're a junior and a senior. Yeah, you, we, we, everyone would take basketball because it was such a fun class. So oh, okay. We all would just play basketball. That's super fun. Yeah, except you had to shower. I mean, I remember being terrified in seventh, eighth, ninth grade for having to go shower. Had to, because that was clean hygiene. I remember Everyone showers going into middle school, and uh, you know, going to the locker room, and I had to have boxers. Yeah. Whitey tidies oh, weren't yeah. going to cut no, it it's anymore. Wrong. I couldn't yeah, stand to be seen by the mm -hmm. other kids with. Oh yeah. You know, well, I used to wear underoos in high school. <laughs> and um, which was used to look like Superman, superheroes. Yeah. 
And, you know, I've quickly learned you can't do that. No, no, not except The bigger guys just won't have that. But it's funny to see how over time, um, if you've been observant, what the standard uh, for for men. Okay, what is the standard? So right now, Because I'm you know, way off. Uh, let's see here. No body hair. Yeah, you kind of want this this uh, skinny waist, broad, strong muscles, yeah. kind of a V shape. V shape, yeah. That's kind of been that's um, the old one, yeah. Big biceps, a big yeah, chest. I'm working that, yeah. And uh, you know, just overly muscular. Um, you want about most men, and this was t- a study done ten ten years ago at the University of Florida. But that study found that the average man wanted to be about fifteen to twenty seven pounds heavier than they were currently, really? and have a three to four percent decrease in body fat. And that was ten years ago, so it's worse now. We know that it's worse now. Wow. Well, now boys are using steroids. Yeah, yeah, that's the roiding thing. up. That is the the main difference here between um, men and women. Women they tend to purge. Yeah, men tend to become obsessed with supplements and nutrients and vitamins and that kind of thing, and and uh, anabolic steroids. Yes, yeah. working out exactly pump up the volume. You, they become obsessed with fitness. Yeah, see that's crazy to me. Yeah, why? You, and to, to reach that kind of level that we see in the media, yeah, you got to dedicate three to four hours a day to, oh, yeah. to working out. And that's not natural. No. Well, I mean, honestly, see, at your age, it actually – you might be able to squeeze an hour into your day right now. And I do. Two hours. Maybe. I do. And it's healthy. It makes me yeah. feel good. But, but you know what? Wait till you're married with three, four, or five yeah, kids and a time. job or two or three, you know? Wait till the IRS is after you. Yeah, the CDC recommends 30 minutes three times a week for the adult male. Um, So that's – and I think that's reasonable, somewhere to squeeze in. And that's aerobic exercise. That's not – you know. See, that's why I like the Winter Olympics. Strength training, yeah. In the Winter Olympics, they're all covered up. See, in the Summer Olympics, they're all half naked. So you can see their abs. I think that's just bad advertising. Because it just makes the rest of us look bad and feel bad. So, in the, yeah, in the same way that... In the Winter Olympics, you just pop in a bobsled. Everyone looks skinny in a bobsled. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, Nothing that's great. Nothing limbs you more down than a bobsled. That's why I only watch the Winter Olympics. Really? To avoid... Yeah. But you used to be a decathlete. I used to, but, you know, I still, I'm self-conscious about myself. Are you? Know? Yeah. Um, I why? remember I was watching... It's what the media has done. Do you remember... Um, you know, 120 years ago, no. When uh, before the De Beers Diamond Cartel sent out their ad campaign no. about diamonds are forever, you know, you, uh, no. before you, most of us don't realize this, but about 100 years ago, um, diamonds weren't a thing. When and now that's a universal worldwide. You have to give a diamond ring yeah. to. Per, for asking yeah. a hand in marriage, but that wasn't a thing at all. And rings were kind of uncommon. You didn't. All you'd have yeah, to do we, is hey, get, it, uh, it would get hooked on the horse. Darling, would you like to get married? That's all you'd yeah. have to ask, really. Oh yes, why? Of course I would. But after the De Beers Diamond Cartel, they have a monopoly worldwide of all yeah. the diamonds. They sent out this ad campaign, just hardcore, intense, saying. Yeah. You don't really cool love your, your um, significant other if you don't buy a diamond. Yeah. And it worked so well. So that's I mean, where the fall began. Probably if I if I went to a, a girl that I was dating now and I said, hey, uh, you know, this is totally 
it doesn't mean anything. Diamonds yeah. aren't they're re- actually really common. Yeah. They just have a monopoly so they can jack up the prices. Is it okay if we just don't get a diamond ring? She'd probably be like, nope. Yeah, she'd gouge your eyes. <laughs> you got to get a diamond. But I'll bet you of the 220 people we have waiting for you to date them, I'll bet you half of them would be okay without a diamond as long as they could have you. That remains to be seen. Well, let's see. Because lots of studies suggest that, uh, you know, there are a few um, uh, physical characteristics that are universally attractive, right? Really? Like facial symmetry. Okay. That's one that's important. But body type and physique are completely different all over the world. What's attractive? Oh, like a few a few weeks ago, we talked about what's going on in Tonga and Samoa. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's totally different than it is here, okay? Yeah, totally. So what happens is we know the media has a major impact on our perception, yeah. as we know now from the De Beers Diamond yeah. know, advertising campaign 100 years ago. But what we see on TV and magazines eventually becomes our standard of reality right. and our desire. Yeah. Um, and, have and, you seen the skinny suits? These for, guys, you, I'm sure you've got one. I used to have one. It doesn't fit me anymore. Okay. Well, really? Yeah. Because well, that was like when I was eighteen. I, that was no, like, but like eight the skinny years ago. suits are these suits that are just tight fitting suits that you have to just be fit to wear. Oh, I thought you were talking about the kind of onesies that we wear in track. Oh no, no, okay. that's weird. Yeah, those are no, yeah. thank you. I'll no. take the two piece. I'm talking about like a real dress suit. So if you go watch the car, the the Golden Globes or right. the Oscars. Those actors that are in shape are wearing these skinnier suits, tighter suits that, honestly, if you took my body type and tried to put me in that suit... Not going to happen. It's No. It would be like... You'd have to go like five or eight sizes bigger than that. Yeah. I'd have to be eight sizes bigger so it's no longer a skinny suit. It's just a regular suit. No, that's actually a really good point. The fashion has really, um, really leaned towards slim, you know, yeah. slim cut yeah. you know, for pants, for coats, right. for everything. It's always very form-fitting. Yeah. And See, that's just embarrassing because when you, when you button your coat, if it looks like it's about to pop. That's hot. And take an eye that's out. That's attractive. Yeah. If you've got your buttons just pulling at the seams and you've got big gaping holes down your chest, your shirt's too short, too small, too tight. But see, so now that's what Hollywood sells us. Then I start thinking, I guess I need a skinny suit and a skinny tie. I guess I need to lose 20 pounds. I remember I was listening to Pandora, yeah. uh, just a streaming service. They have ads every once in a while, every few songs. That's how they make their money. And I remember uh, it showed me this advertisement for this protein powder. You know, and I'm I'm doing homework, and it shows this huge muscular guy. Yeah. You know, and it's like get ripped quick, gain twenty pounds of muscle. And I remember looking at that advertisement, going, "Wow, I I'm a wuss." I felt I felt really bad about myself. Did you, really? you know, I'm a deca- I was a former decathlete. Yeah. You know, I uh, till the, by the way, you I always, was in great shape. But you always but, have to say till the javelin accident. You t- you have to say that because it's it, uh, it until the uh, unfortunate. Javelin yeah. incident. Um, it was just one. It's just a misguided. We're, we're not allowed to talk about that on air because there's still lawsuits yeah, pending. Well, but um, it's all right. It's all right. I felt really you bad felt about bad myself. Because, yeah, but see, I think they tried to make you feel bad. Yeah, and so I actually clicked on the ad, and I went to that. These guys are huge. You could totally no, no, tell it was. They have co- no neck. Fi- photoshopped. Yeah, you know, it wasn't realistic. 
But it's so funny. That's what we, we've been going through these uh, cycles, you know, this trends. The skinny scoot, suit thing, that's a trend. We, rugged versus smooth. You're mm-hmm. either a mar- marble man or you're a surfer boy, yeah, you know, and right. we keep going back and forth between these two. And, uh, you know, it's either lean or you're super but mean the minute and big. You got, the minute you added 20 pounds of protein, yeah, I mean 20 pounds of muscle by drinking that powder, you're messed. Because if you don't work out every day for the rest of your life, you're going to turn into 50 pounds of blubber. So it becomes your god. It becomes your idol. It, all of That's a sudden, you've got to work out every yeah. day just to keep that meat on. Then all of a sudden... It's not healthy. No. You've got to still have your kids and you're still... It's great. I mean, stay in shape. Get in shape. Be healthy so you don't get every chest cold that comes around. <laughs> but there's got to be something more than just looking good. I mean, I'm hoping, because if not, my life is shot. Yeah, there's a lot more to it. And it's funny. We need to realize where these influences are coming from. Yeah. I had a friend who did some service work in Panama. We were talking about this a few days ago. Yeah. Um, and he said there they had no electricity, and he had no exposure to television or radio, really. And so he he wasn't conscious of it at the time, but his his uh, his pressure to get buff... You know, to get big, diminished totally uh, significantly while he was there. He didn't lift at all. He didn't. He just kind of played soccer with yeah. the local kids, and then he came back several months later, and he found himself in front of a a big protein jug, you know, uh, in the grocery store. Caught up, in and it. he thought, "Oh my gosh, what am I doing?" He didn't buy it, yeah. but he was like, "Man, I need to get huge." He's back in the oh, U.S. Totally. You know, that's important yeah. here. Oh, it's so shallow. I mean, be healthy. And if you want, whatever. It's just the minute our our identity is tied to our body, we're in trouble. I mean, I don't know if you guys know this. Your body is going to fall apart. Eventually, yeah. Even now, I have lots of injuries from track that have been bothering me. They're going to be problems my entire life. Oh, yeah. You wait. I mean, when you're old, things just don't work right. Like, I wake up every day with a new body. I wonder whose it is. (laughs) It's not mine because I didn't make this mess. Hmm. So men have it too. That's what you're telling us. Yeah, men have it too, and uh, you know it's it's sad because these these expectations that the media is setting for ourselves are completely unrealistic. They are. Our bo- it's funny you can't really change your body type or physique, and mm-hmm. so what we're aiming for is it's not obtainable, yeah. and we obsess over it, and so it's unhealthy, and it it lowers our self esteem. It makes us depressed. Yeah, and that those become real big issues. That's huge. I mean, like if, if they go unchecked, I love watching my kids at a pool. They'll say, let's get in. And they just rip their clothes off and jump in the pool. If And I'm thinking about, ah, oh, geez, here we go. I'm going to wait till everyone turns their head and then I'll just make a big splash. The minute you're thinking about it. You got a little problem. I usually go through a checklist. Did I shave my chest last week? Or really? Did I? Do you shave your chest? I'm not yeah. going to answer that. Well, I don't. There's not a chainsaw big enough. <laughs> that sounds bad. Uh, good work. Well done, Miguel. You did great. Proud of you. Thank you, sir. And again, uh, go check out my Facebook page because Mike's still got a little note on there. They can go back. If anybody wants to set Mike up with their daughter, granddaughter, sister, friend, niece, neighbor, parolee, whatever you got, Mike Pond is uh, taking what do we call them? Orders? <laughs> Taking uh, applications. 
nominations. Thank you, Matt. I appreciate it. Tomorrow he's going to update us on his dating scene and uh, how that's all going. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to play the human body quiz. Jessica's going to lead us in that. Hang on. This is the Matt Townsend Show. We're talking body image right here on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. back everybody to the matt townsend show hey today we've been talking about body image and uh, to wrap up the show uh, we're going to play a game that um merit's going to lead us on the game is called the human body quiz the human body quiz now just be careful because i am i was an emt you were an EMT, so we're going to see how this goes we'll i see know if, a lot about the body Mike can beat you to i've it. also been to the doctor um, a lot lately. so as we've been talking appreciating your body yes. and you know, just knowing what it does is kind of a good key to solving some of your body image issues. Yes. If you just know what it does for you, maybe you'll stop hating what it doesn't do for you. That's right. So we have a bunch of questions put together as well as some fun facts about the human body. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. Number one, how many bones are there in your body as an adult? Oh, a, as an adult? As an adult. It's 206? Yes, that is right. You're going to have to be I was an that. EMT too, Matt. Oh, I actually <laughs> helped people when I was an EMT. Okay, we're gonna move on to next. You stay like, okay. Make your little like noise to say I'll, that you're gonna answer. Yeah, okay. yeah. Is it the like femur that. bone? Wait, wait. Number two. Coccyx. How many bones are there in a baby's body? Three hundred and something. Three hundred and six or something. Two hundred fifty-six. How many bones? Over it's all cartilage. Really? That was, yeah. Mm-hmm. Woo. Number three. You haven't had a baby. <laughs> I think he's got the list right there. He's no, looking I don't. On the I really he don't. He's on a computer. No, I think yeah. he's searching. I'll, I'll put the computer away. Okay, okay this is, okay. Computer's this away. is rigged okay. somehow. Matt, you, you yes. have to like jump in there to I'm answer. Ready. Okay. I'm ready. I was going to wait till you finish the sentence, but <laughs> I guess I'm Number three. How many, here, I'll say go afterwards. How wait, many so does it go now? Or? No, when, I, when I finish saying the question, I'll say go, and then okay. you can race to the answer. Yeah. Number three, how many muscles are there in the human body? Go. 96. I don't know. No, that answer is You can hear Mike typing right now. (laughs) You can hear it. Okay, wait. I'll give you options, Matt. I didn't didn't know that one. A, 650. B, 500. C, 800. I would go with 650. 650? You are right. Oh, wow. There you go. Yeah, that was easy. Okay, so. In my body, there's 651. (laughs) Number four, how many teeth are in the adult mouth? A, 32, B, 35, C, 20. 32. You are right. 16 top, 16 (laughs) bottom. There you go. Number five, which best describes the spinal cord? A, bone, B, muscle, C, nerve. 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 Very good. Dang it. You playing, James? Number six. How often I can't do anything against get two game. EMTs. You kidding yeah. me? But you know what? If you happen to go down, you're loving it because I'll be doing compressions <laughs> and Mike Pond here will be giving you mouth to mouth. I'm so good at that. So if there's anywhere to have an emergency uh, health situation, right mm-hmm. here in the studio. Except I will get winded and be coughing about, I don't know, two minutes into your CPR. <laughs> I don't want someone to do mouth to mouth. You know, I, I know CPR. Do you? So you, yeah, you and I will just swap certified. off. Are you? 
Yeah. We'll hyperventilate and we'll hyper... Um, Guys, this is gross. We'll hyper compression. <laughs> okay, let's move on. Number six, how often do humans dream? Twice. A, oh. five times a night. B, ten times a night. C, two times a night. Uh, is this with NyQuil or without NyQuil? Are you in <laughs> REM sleep cycle? Six. Is this when you reach the deepest it sleep says, cycle? how often do humans dream? I would say ten times. Yeah. With NyQuil. I think that's... A- that is incorrect. You got to be kidding me. That's wrong. Yeah. Five times a night. Oh, no, really. That's not how yeah. many he dreams, Matt. Yeah, I dream five <laughs> times too. Seven. How often does blood circulate the body? A, uh, a thousand times a day. B, 1,500 times a day. C, 2,000 times a day. To make a complete circle? Uh, circle, a circuit. Circulate the body. I'm going to say 2,000 times a day. Mike, do you have? Oh, uh, what are the choices? 1,000. 1,500 or 2,000? I'll go uh, 1,500 for 400 points. And that is right. 1,500 times a day. <sighs> Woo! Well, mine circulates more. <laughs> it circulates more. Your body is... Uh, uh, it's because yeah. I have high blood pressure. Mm, okay. The average blood cell lives for how many days? Hmm. A, 365. B, 158. Or C, 120. Wait, this is a red blood or a white blood cell? Red oh, blood cell. How many days quit. does it live for? <laughs> you don't. You. He acts like he knows what he's uh, talking excuse about. Excuse me. Can I get a clarification on that? <laughs> what? Red, red or, or white blood cell? Uh, I'm going to say 120 days. That is correct. That's what I was going to say. Well, Neener, Neener, I said it first. Mike, what's the answer for uh, white blood cell? <laughs> I don't know. Kay. I didn't look it up on the internet yet. <laughs> Let's go again. Man. A sneeze generates a wind power of how many miles per hour? <laughs> a, 50, B, 75, C, 100. Is it mm. 75? I'm going to go with 50. Go with 50. You are both incorrect. James wow. is the it winner. I win by default. That's <laughs> right. Well, well done. Not answered. 100 miles an hour. That's crazy. What's a cough? Um. Because uh, my coughs are easily in the upper 150s. <laughs> well, when Justin and I were looking at this earlier today, it was 60 miles per hour. It was a cough. It was a cough. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, ready? The internet says 50 miles an this hour. This is a good one. Yeah, I trust the internet. <laughs> okay, a person can expect to breathe in ha- about how many pounds of dust in their lifetime? Holy cow. A, 100. B, 80. C, 40. Man, it seems 100 like pounds. Yeah. I choose that one too. Do you live in Utah during the inversion? <laughs> Incorrect. It is forty. No, see, that's they didn't. That's the they didn't take. Into, no, they really didn't take into account the inversion the in Mexico City and... in the Utah Valley. Yeah. Um. Okay. At what age do people begin to shrink? Twenty-seven. Uh. No, it's going to be sixty. Fifty-eight years old. You're James, t- you want to toss a guess in there? Well, wait. Well, what body parts are we talking about here? I think you're just talking just your overall your height. height. Yeah, oh. I'd say 62. Incorrect. The answer is 30. Wow. Oh, yeah. You start your decline pretty early. I said 27. On. Yeah, you did say 27. You're the wow. closest. Well, that's totally wrong. Yeah. No, I, I was going off. Uh, your brain starts to shrink after 27. So maybe your brain. Mike. And that's yeah. That's talk to US, talk yeah. for yourself, dude. My brain's just getting huge. <laughs> I think that's actually swelling. My brain is swollen. Is that the test? That was it. Did you wow. learn some things? I did. I learned a lot, actually. Greater appreciation for yeah. what your body does. Love your body. You. Number one lesson Body's for me. amazing. Aren't they amazing? And um, number one lesson for me was, uh, 
you're worthy no matter what. You're no worth matter it. what. Give up trying you to prove in the your world. worth. You, you don't need to fight to belong yeah. because you already belong. You, you got already. that mic? So no matter what these girls do to you on these dates, you're still worthwhile. That, thank you, Matt. I just want you to know that. I feel like I'm preparing for Seriously. the apocalypse here. So. One javelin mishap does not... I am not the javelin make. incident of 2009. No. You're not. That, that is not me. You're not. No. And nor is the person you impaled. I didn't... They don't have to be... It was multiple people, but... They don't have to be what you did to them. By Folks. the way, that person is alive. Just, they lived. Sure. If you call that living. Uh, that's the show, my friends. That, uh, you know, body image. Remember, you're worth it. You're worthwhile. Hoping to help you find the good life. And the good life will begin uh, in your great body. No matter what you got, it's yours. It's all you got. Let's make it the best we can. Thanks for joining, everybody. We'll be back tomorrow. More ideas, more tools to help you find the good in life. This is the Matt Townsend Show. Matt Townsend Show.